You're listening to Sorry, What Was the Question with me, Alex Campbell. I'm a therapist, coach and educator. I also have ADHD. In fact, I was one of the first in the UK to be diagnosed. My experience having ADHD is complex, confusing and often hilarious. It can also be quite isolating. That's why I created this podcast, to chat with other people with ADHD, along with their family, friends and colleagues. So join us. I hope that together we'll feel less isolated, better understood and more connected. Hello, welcome back to Sorry, What Was The Question? It has been a very long time since our last episode, and there's good reason for it. You might remember in the last interview I did with a guy called Gaz Dakin and his colleague Toby Trimble. Well, since then, the three of us started chatting about a dream of mine, to develop a self-compassion course specifically for ADHDers. Now, Toby and Gaz run a company which specializes in making incredible courses, and it got us thinking. And then 11 months later, my dream came to fruition, and the course has been made. And today, I have the privilege of welcoming back both Gaz and Toby to chat about this, as it has been a real journey for all of us. So welcome, Toby and Gaz. Hello. Hello, mate. So uh, in November last year, as soon as we stopped recording our interview, what happened? It's one of those funny things that just sort of happened almost by accident, wasn't it? Because we were talking about... Gaz's story and how Gaz has coped with ADHD and has kind of how he's come to really master it and how it's part of who he is. But we just started to talk about the actual the work that we're doing, where we make courses that are we hope more visual and more friendly to all different types of people who are taking courses for for learning. But particularly for ADHDers, I think that's that's really important. I'm really dyslexic. I've probably got ADHD as well. We've found through this. This has been part of the journey, hasn't it? I just want to inter- interrupt here because um, during the week leading up to us filming the course, uh, Toby and I were just going over all the scripts because um, every single session in the course, we kind of roughly know where we're going uh, and they're scripted. And as we're kind of going through and I'm reading through and I realise that Toby is like looking at me and I look at him and I'm like, are you all right? And he's saying to me, I've realised that every single thing we've gone through is me. And there was this moment where I was like, oh. <laughs> so there was kind of a, there was a moment there, wasn't there, about some things that you're learning, whether you do or you don't have ADHD, there's, there's quite a lot that you're getting from this as, for yourself, as someone who identifies even with dyslexia. Yeah, exactly, because I thought I was, I thought I only had dyslexia. But the moment when you brought me into the podcast last last year and you said, this is Toby, he's the person who's neurotypical. And the penny dropped as you were saying it. And I was like, I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the wonderful world of uh, neurodiversity. Um, yeah, um, but one of the things that really sparked me was just actually the relationship that the two of you have. Like I was really taken by how the two of you work together. Um, and I thought that was actually something quite special. But then when I started to understand what you really did, and the thing that got me as an ADHD going was the way in which you do courses. Because let's face it, whenever I think about a course, I think boring, and I think I'm not going to stay engaged in this. And as I understood your processes around telling storytelling and creating these narratives that help, it's like a vehicle to teach people things and help people, I think that's where I got really excited anyway. Yeah, for us, fundamentally, no one has to tell you 
to pick up your iPad or put on your TV and watch Netflix, watch Stranger Things, watch Amazon Prime and, you know, watch the golden age of television. And no one also tells you what is a demogorgon or the upside down or these characters that are in the TV show. But you just know it. Mm. And without realising it, these TV shows, they do education really smoothly because their communication skills is so great. Mm. But then when we look at education, often it's there's a bit of a PowerPoint with lots of words on a slide. There, It's really long and it kind of feels like kind of quite arduous that oh, I have to do education because I have to progress and learn something. Mm. But we try to bring education to make it more like Netflix and less like PowerPoint mm. because we think it could be amazing if they're together. So that's what we try and we try and do. Yeah, I love that. And I, I want to bring in, in Gaz here because, you know, you've got ADHD, mate, and it was so good to be able to take something that's been a dream of mine and make it with someone else who also has ADHD. And I think that's something quite special here. And I guess I want to just really ask you about what the process has been like for you as, the, as, as, as a filmmaker. I suppose, like everything else, I have to just make it about what I do more than it being about ADHD or mm. veterinary anesthesia or mental health issues in a, in a sense. Mm. The, the way that my process works is is just by doing the same thing over and over, which is in tune with my ADHD and the way that my brain likes rhythm and pattern. So mm. it was always an amazing thing to do and be a part of the very fact that I was creating a course using my skill set around something that I have an in-depth knowledge about, you know, was, mm. was brilliant. But it was no a no different process to the way that I manage and, and create all the other courses or all the other films that I've made in the past. Mm. Um, you know, the, the way that we utilize storytelling is key to everything that we do. And the way that I think about storytelling is through light or movement yeah. or the way that you enter a frame and leave a frame mm. the way that you know the, the light shines in a certain way or the way that a set's built yeah and and the the, the thing that the viewer is seeing and relating to mm. is is more important than anything else tell, tell me what went through your mind when because i remember when you like whatsapp me the location the Cumbria location, right? Obviously, I was just like, I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. But like for you, like what was what what was what happened in that moment for you? Well, first of all, it's one of my favourite spots in the whole of the lakes. Why? Uh, because I've climbed there a few times. So there's a there is a few uh, boulder patches. Uh, there's also, we actually also shot on one of the one of the the, the biggest crags in the lakes that uh, traditional climbers use. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was, it was first of all, again, pra practically wise, I knew it. I knew yeah. the area. I knew the space. Mm -hmm. I knew what it could create and what it could visualize and show. Um, and the metaphor that we were using was perfect for that. And yeah, I mean, for me, it just meant that I get to go to somewhere that I really like. And, uh, you know, 
if anything, I didn't really like it because I couldn't go and climb. <laughs> I do remember you saying that a few times. You're I like, thought, oh. why, the f- why the fuck did I bring them here? I just wanted to, uh, I just want to go and climb now. Yeah. Um, which um, again, I suppose it's cool because that's, that's the way my brain works. It turns up at somewhere and it goes, oh, this is where you usually climb. And it's like, oh no, today we're going to film Gaz. It's like, Ugh. so yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, it was cool. It was, it was somewhere that, um, I spend a lot of time in somewhere that I enjoy mm. and somewhere that I knew. So, uh, and, and mm. also I just wanted to drag you up a mountain. I'd have dragged you up somewhere bigger if I could, but. <laughs> so Alex, I'd love to know for you, why, why were you so passionate that there needed to be a self-compassion course made like this? I, I realized that when I got re-diagnosed as an adult and I went on to medication and that really helped me get through the final bits of my psychotherapy training at the time, that there was a, a piece missing for me and uh, self-compassion had been something that I thought of as being quite a fluffy thing, not something for me. But the more I sort of thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to see this for myself. And I, I started to notice how hard I was being on myself in these very little moments in the day and how fast my brain was jumping to quite critical places. Realising that medication can't do anything for that. Um, and there's some work that I have to do. And as I started to to go into this a bit more, I then realised that self-compassion has a massive impact on a lot of the things that I find difficult as an ADHD around focus, around paying attention, around seeing situations clearly. Um, and so uh, I'll give a classic example where these things happen really quickly in our lives and we don't even clock it of things like we make a, we, we stub our toe or we smash something. And often we have this very, very quick, but quite hard response. Like we might say something to ourselves like, oh, you're an idiot. Right. And then you realize, wow, that was like, that was what I was saying to myself in that moment. And it was really, really quick. Um, but actually it was quite important because it's saying something about the relationship I have with myself. And as I started to go a bit deeper, I realized, wow, you really don't show yourself much care and you don't hold yourself in high regard when it comes to being kind. When if, if the situation you're faced with was a friend, you wouldn't treat them in that same way. And yet you're doing this to yourself. And then I, so this is where it all came from, really. And I, I started to notice that the kinder I was more on myself and the more aware I was in situations, particularly when things don't go well, how big an impact it has on my mood if I'm taking a more kind of openly respectful, curious, kind, compassionate response. Uh, and so I started practicing with that and noticing it was having, I was having huge benefits to that. So this is kind of, and this has been years of this and then of course i meet gaz and toby and realize maybe this could become a thing it's that's the thing isn't it? you sort of you develop this thing this this concept and you practice it over some time mm. and then you start to refine it and after a while you think mm, this could be great if we could pass it on yeah and and, and as, as a, as a therapist and a coach there's these some of these things have I've integrated into my work but I realized that it it was beyond just 
a one-to-one session with a with a client i think there was something about recognizing that this could be something beyond that 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 you could do at your own pace or you could do it at any time in your day or you could tune into this and it needs to become something that you actually see as valuable that you could continue to work on as opposed to some kind of like quick fix because they never really work for ADHD is a because we normally get bored of a quick fix and move on to something else so how do we create something that's kind of evolutionary that's sort of transformational um that isn't some kind of a tick box thing um and I think that's for me where the course is what the course has done and what I've learned um through making the course as well you know because I've not made a course before this is the first time I've actually made a course so there's something for me as well in understanding the power of of a course versus other ways of supporting people um that was a real new insight for me actually I think it's worth asking here and mentioning why are we talking about the mountains why did we go and film a course about ADHD up in the north of England in the mountains because that wouldn't necessarily link to a course about ADHD in my mind so for the listeners like why why did we go there Alex yeah um the, the thought actually started when I understood the power of storytelling and, and, and imagery. And now, obviously, a lot of listeners will know that my background is actually in the film industry and, and storytelling, and then I moved into mental health. But I wanted to find a metaphor that helped us understand some of the challenges um, of developing self-compassion as ADHD is, but also understanding it's not a quick fix. There is, um, there is some work to do, and there is a... a an adventure that we are undertaking when we think about self-compassion as ADHDs. And so it felt like a great visual way for us to start to progress the story um, and to teach um, and to educate and to learn and to try out things um, that are ADHD friendly. Because for me, um, a lot of what I think about with mindfulness and self-compassion doesn't really resonate with my brain. And so using visual imagery and using beautiful countryside up in the north of England for me was like oh, my brain is lighting up here even when I think about this so I know we're onto a good onto a winner here um as a kind of like a vehicle to to teach the course so that, that, that that's me and I suppose what that means to practically make it is we're <laughs> outside we're yeah. shooting at the in the in the autumn in the north of England the Lake District which is you know not particularly predictable with the weather it turns out we were very lucky but it also yeah. means it also means taking the crew and all the filming equipment literally up the side of a crag or a cliff and filming at five different locations yeah so i i think when we, when we were up there at the end of the, f- the first day and we've been on there for like 12 hours and i was thinking to myself next time I might ask Alex if he could use a metaphor of like a level playing field, <laughs> or, 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 or perhaps maybe you could, maybe Alex, you could just base it in like um, an office um, or a supermarket, you know, just somewhere where we wouldn't actually have to just hike for like three hours to get one scene. I want gas to intersect here because uh, I did have a little moment, didn't I, climbing up, climbing up that that that, that crag. Um. Oh, I remember which one now. Yeah, so it was the it was the one when I. There might have been a few. <laughs> yeah, I think there was a few. Yeah, the I think it was when we I was I was looking down at my camera. 
I was moving it around and then I just heard something and a scuffle and then looked up and I could just see you on your back. Oh no, you were face down, wasn't you? And uh, and I was just like, what are you doing down there? And then I could just see you get up and, you know, all of this. And, and, and I've been in a situation like that myself oh. where it's like, then all then your brain just starts firing up with all of the the very thing that we're trying to teach is the thing that you're then trying to battle in that moment so you're, the shame right. the embarrassment the totally. oh, you can't do this this is not even why am i even bothering on this and uh yeah. I, I just remember just laughing at you and just saying <laughs> that better be bleeding that better be bleeding it was as well bit, i did i only found was. out when i got home i was like oh i did actually get a scrape and i remember sending you a picture be like see i did fall over <laughs> yeah great and then it was like oh that's good because that made it worth it you make a good point here about like we're making this course and it's all about self-compassion adhd and this stuff shows up all the time and i remember you know the challenge for me with my ADHD, the difference between when we're, we're, we're filming on location and we're also filming um, in a studio. And the fact that when I'm outside, I have to remember a lot more information and how hard I can be on myself. And I remember this moment actually, um, where you came up to me um, because I was forgetting lines, I was forgetting really important points that I know I need to communicate. And um, my executive function, I just couldn't, my working memory, sorry, I just couldn't, I couldn't hold it. And you, um, I was getting frustrated, right? And we know frustration is a classic emotion that we struggle to regulate and it can, it can cause all sorts of challenges for us. And you just said to me, I just want you to acknowledge where you are right now. We're at this beautiful river, this amazing surround. Like there was just this moment where I kind of disconnected from the frustration for a moment and sort of grounded myself in a way. And of course, as soon as we rolled, it just boshed it out in one take but it's so interesting right that even when we're doing the course the irony of these moments are going to happen for all of us right and even when you're making a course self self and the thing is self-compassion was the thing that meant i could actually deliver it because i managed to regulate myself right mm. um i love that you got me in that moment as a as a fellow adhd i think it's just we just get in our heads don't we in that moment, in that time, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what's going on. Your brain is just on fire. And mm. you're like, I can't do this. I don't even know why I'm bothering. What's what's the yeah. point? Absolutely. And, and you will fold within yourself. Um, and yeah. you you don't, you, you just you just put blinkers on. And, and you know, this it's, it's not necessarily because of ADHD or, or anything else. We can do it in depression states, in anxiety states. It's your brain just going, mm. get the fuck away from this situation right now. You do mm. not want to be there. Mm. Um, and I think just to, just to acknowledge sometimes where you are, what you're doing, and even if you're not in the mountains, just to acknowledge and, and breathe. If you're sitting at the bus stop and, and you know, you're dreading going to work or whatever, mm. just to breathe and just take it in and just be like, right, okay, what's mm. what's where am I? What's the mm. situation I'm in? What do I yeah. need to do? What can I control? And I think once once you realised where you were, what you can control, what you can't control, as because you're the expert in this, you very quickly switched it back and was like, right, okay, this is what I need to do. And you did it. Hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, the you know the reason why we put a lot of effort into making the course beautiful and filming in that location is because it's about having something that 
some of these concepts that we talk about in the course can be quite changing and they're really powerful. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a really powerful course that I believe will get meaningful change from it. But the visuals you have there of being in this beautiful location are very calming. And the way that we make courses we tend to bring it back to the core neuroscience mm. the studies that suggest that when you've got a calm environment you can hear the water running down a mountain stream you can hear the birds next to it you can hear the wind blowing through the grass mm. and then you talk to camera there's actually a very good calming effect that makes it a better experience for you so it's not just that it looks nice although it does mm. there's a really good reason behind it too to make you focus on where you are in that moment Mm, I agree. And I, I, I don't think I fully appreciated that until Gas started sending me um, drafts of the edits. And then it, you kind of see it come together and you go, ah, you kind of get this experience of what people are going on. What is self-compassion and what's in, what's in this course? You know, we spent months making it, but what actually happens during the course? So... The course is broken down into uh, five modules and each module has four short videos in them. And each video um, is varied. There are different ways in which um, learners engage in what we're talking about. There's exercises, there's things that you do on your own separately. Um, There's things that we'll do together. Uh, and I'll guide people through um, exercises. There's also um, some kind of quieter, more um, ADHD-friendly meditative-type practices that help us focus. Um, So I've tried to make it as varied and interesting and engaging as possible. Um, And so the the journey or the adventure that we go on up the mountain um, takes, we kind of establish kind of what the myths are and and what we need to support ourselves at the beginning of this adventure and then we go into understanding the hallmarks of self-compassion and mindfulness and why this might be quite challenging for us and then we move into um, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy ideas of core beliefs and how our beliefs about ourselves kind of prevent us from even being able to contemplate self-compassion as something that's that's for us and so we go into that um um, deep and wide and then uh, the next module we go uh, we explore character strengths and the reason why we talk about character strengths in the course is because strengths and our abilities are things that we often discount we tend to focus on on the bad and, and the negative that's quite a normal ADHD thing um, and so um, to be compassionate is also to, to see ourselves truly and clearly. And that means knowing, acknowledging and living in our strengths. Um, and so um, that and then we finish by talking a bit about rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria and masking. So there's quite a lot that is encompassed in the course because I didn't want it to just be like, here's an ADHD talking about self-compassion because it's quite complex when you break it down for for, for us ADHDers. So I wanted to provide some practical scaffolding, as it were, to help people kind of go on that adventure, find things that might work for them. Um, So that's kind of like in a nutshell. So I guess actually I would be interested in knowing kind of what what you've taken from the course as a fellow ADHDer who's obviously journeyed with me 
um, you know, making the course together in a way. And obviously you filmed it and you've been rigorously editing, editing each episode. Mm-hmm. What, what, what have you learned? What's been, what's come up for you in it? Um, I suppose, I suppose it's actually super interesting really because when I started again, when I'm actually filming it and, and producing it and, and we're there on set, there's, there's not much breaking down these walls of focus The the content mm. again, doesn't really make any difference to me because I'm so concentrated on the camera, the lighting, the, the, the frame and stuff like that. And, and working with the team to see what the best, get the best out of the shots when it came to the edit, mm. then it started to be a bit, a bit real and a bit raw. Oh, there, there were genuinely times where I was like, oh, I thought I'd sorted that bit out, or oh, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, you know, RSD and the, you know, there was a lot of mm. areas where, again, you know, I've spent years working on myself and some of these things come back and you're like, oh, actually, maybe I could tighten up a bit on my emotional regulation at times. Mm. You know, maybe I could, you know, think about the way that I meditate and and the the idea of, of what, if, what, what mindfulness really is. Mm. Uh, I think that I'd probably thought to myself that I'd completed it, completed mindfulness, it's cool. And, and then I Tick, thought, oh, actually, done that. yeah, exactly. And then actually, and then I thought, oh, actually, when was the last time I really, really, you know, used my grounding techniques and, and pulled those tools? Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I've had a, an experience of late with, with my medication and titration and stuff like that. And, mm. and that's a whole new story, a whole different story. But mm. the, the tools that we can utilize without medication, mm. without the need of a, you know, of a regular therapist or coach, there are, there are basic tools that we all know mm. that we can all utilize mm. and, and they're in this course. And I think that's what, that's what made me, that's what probably struck me the most. I was like, oh yeah, when, you know, mm. I can just go back to my grounding mm. tools. Mm. I can go back to my breathing. Breathing is, is the big one I took out of it. And Can yeah, you, it made me sorry, feel a little bit, it made me feel a little bit raw at times. And I mm. suppose in that sense, it's probably meant that it was working. So, yeah. You, I remember you, you messaged me um, about one of the sessions that you were editing because something had happened um, with a live stream and you were talking, you were editing the session about um, strength versus skills. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. Can you just tell me a bit about what, what went on with because there was there was something about the course that was impacting on how you were processing what was going on in a real life event so yeah i mean i i was well into the edit at that point uh, i had a i had a job in the evening to shoot a live stream and uh anna and i who who both worked on the course also were shooting the live stream and at five to seven going live at seven, at five to seven, I have no live stream. <laughs> YouTube's, YouTube's not recognizing the, the stream key, the, the piece of kit that we were using weren't recognizing YouTube, and it was basically going to shit. Okay, and it, frustration I overload. Would, yeah, and to be honest, I, I do actually feel like, you know, I would genuinely say that 
I am at my best when I'm under the cosh. Mm. So when I'm really in a tense situation, maybe it's hyper-focused, maybe it's just me just concentrating it, whatever. Mm. I'm so in that moment and I'm and actually self-compassion related. I always know it's going to be okay <laughs> because the worst thing that could happen is there's no live stream mm. and that's it. That, that's it. It's fine. Mm. If that's all there is, then that's all there is. And, we, and it could be recorded or whatever anyway. So, but I remember getting really, really like, oh my God, there's, I can't do this. I, I can't do it. I don't know what to do. And I turned to Anna and I just went, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And she was super calm and she just said, well, we'll just go to plan B. And I was like, oh yeah, I've, we've, we've always got a plan B. So we just go to plan B. And then I went back to the edit the day after mm-hmm. and literally, and this happened a few times actually, but on this occasion, literally the next video I worked on was you talking about strengths versus skills. And it was module four and we're up on that crooks bit of the mountain, that bit where you was fat, flat on your face. <laughs> and and I, I literally was like, I can't believe this. Like I text you and I was like, this genuinely happened to me last night. I couldn't balance the strength versus skills. Mm. I went more towards the skills. I cannot do this, Anna. I don't know what to do. I mm. haven't got the skills anymore. And yeah. I completely forgot about my strengths and my strengths are, I'm calm in the moment. I'm ready to go. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm when it comes to the crooks, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at my best under the harshest of pressures because I always know what it's going to be. It's going to be okay. I always yeah. know it's going to turn out. And it was so bonkers that I'd had that experience the night before. And yeah. of course it worked out fine. We went to yeah. plan B no problem. Uh, Anna needed to be calm when I couldn't be calm and she was. Mm. And then to then do that thing where I completely forgot about balancing my strengths versus skills. It was just, it was just bonkers how, how we yeah. went on to that one. It, it, literally it, the first video that I went to go and crack on and do. It, but again, like I say, that happened a few times. Uh, well, I, was, I, I yeah. love that. I love, I mean, I'm sorry that it happened, but in a way I, I love <laughs> the fact that you can relate to it, right? It was really relatable for you. And there was something that you could acknowledge to yourself in that moment as well. And that you could see that as something compassionate. I love that. Um, Listen, this has been such a great chat. Just, uh, it's so nice to have made this course with people who are neurodiverse and that you get it. And I think there's something of the fact that there is a team of neurodiverse people behind this course, which makes me really proud um, to have made this um, with you guys. And thank you for chatting about this with me today. Um, And just for all the listeners, um, if you'd be interested in the course, all the details are in the show notes for this episode um, and you can visit um, ADHDselfcompassion.com um, to access the course. Um, and um, if you join the course, we're also, I'm also offering um, a free place to join an ADHD self-compassion development group. And that's for people who have been on the course and actually want to continue um, the learning and hear from other ADHDs who've also been on a self-compassion adventure themselves. Um, so it's a great place to, to learn um, and ultimately <clears throat> develop self-compassion even deeper for yourself. I think from, from like for me and Gaz, one of the things to say is that we've absolutely loved 
doing it and we've loved working with you to make something that we hope is going to make a big difference it's been hard work and it's been a lot of mm. fun I'd, I'd do it again any final words Gaz? Give me at least another 12 months before we want to do anything like this again. <laughs> oh, poor, 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 poor Gaz has, has been under the, under the cosh with this. It's a big edit, isn't it? Um, uh, but, yeah, yeah, look, I've, I, I loved it. And, you know, I, I took you to, to where I'm comfortable. I, yeah. You know, you wanted a mountain. I gave you a mountain. Um, you know, we, it was great it, it, but again it's just, it's just what I do and I enjoy it always but yeah to do something that I'm so involved in and mm. have an in-depth knowledge about uh, is really good and yeah I've, I have enjoyed it but yeah at the same time you got to give me a bit more time than this <laughs> <laughs> I love it well listen thank, thanks Gaz um, and just a final final thing um, a lot of you might be wondering like are there going to be more episodes of the podcast? Um, so uh, the podcast will be changing. Um, and in the new year, it's being relaunched as the ADHD Belonging podcast, where we were chatting with um, ADHD experts uh, and people about what it means to belong, what it means to integrate self-compassion uh, as an ADHD, and also what it means to integrate strengths into our everyday lives. So stay tuned for that, and um, you'll find out more information in the next coming weeks. You can follow this podcast and all updates on future episodes on Instagram at ADHDpodcast.fm. The show was hosted and produced by me, Alex Campbell, and the interview took place remotely via Riverside FM. All audio editing and theme music was created by the incredible composer, Andrew Swarbrick. And finally, to all the ADHDers and those around them, remember, each one of us is different. But one thing that is true, each one of us is wonderfully made. And so, my friend... Are you? Until next time. <laughs>